Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me this morning for another discussion about it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. Good morning to each of you who's joining me online and those that may be joining via Internet. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for you're not considering it robbery to join me this morning for this discussion. God bless each of you. Tell someone about, tell them ministries on the radio, and we discuss it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. There are a lot of things in life that come at us, and so oftentimes we can allow them to take us over, or we find a way to continuously maybe lay blame to some, on someone else. Um, this is about taking responsibility for your own life, taking responsibility for your healing and ultimately your future. God bless you, each and every one. Again, thank you so much for joining. As we open up in prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise, and we thank you for this opportunity yet again to come into your presence. Father, I ask that it be all of you and none of me, that you will speak through me to your people, that they might be healed and made whole and free. God, we honor you today. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, good morning to everyone. Thank you so much for joining. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. As we look at... This topic, again, um, this is, uh, I believe this is our third week on looking at it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. Um, As I said before, this is not about laying blame. It is more so about identifying an issue and realizing that so many things in our life happen and everything is not our fault. Everything starts somewhere. There is a seed that is planted. There is something that is done. There's something that happens that causes us to act and react to circumstances in life. And oftentimes the way we were trained as children, those things that we were taught as children, those things we saw will determine how we live our lives as young adults and as older adults. A trauma can take place in childhood that will cause your way of thinking, 
your mindset and your behavior to change and I eventually maybe cause you to go against what God has called you to do, called you to be, and caused you to react or handle a certain situation. You know, we look at so many things that are going on in the world today, and you're like, well, how does that happen? Who does that? So many people do things, and they may even say they don't even know why I did it. Why did you say that? Well, I don't know why I said that. Well, why did you do that? I don't know why I did that. They don't understand that so much of what they say and do, yes, it is a choice. We make a lot of choices in life, and a lot of them are not good for us or anyone else. But why are you wired that way? Why are you programmed that way, whether it's to lash out? We can look at, you know, the different circumstances and in the world and in our country and our neighborhood, our state. But ultimately when you look at the situations in your home and just look at people around you that are in your circle and you may know them from childhood and it can be explained, well, this happened to this person as a child and that is a defining factor for them. But so many people look at it and brush it off or sweep it under the rug, and first thing they want to say, well, that's just the way they are. That's just the way they do things. That's just them. They've been that way. And we ourselves we would say, I've been this way all my life. That's just the way I do it. Well, if it's not bringing glory to God, it's wrong. If it's not ultimately exalting him, if it's not encouraging yourself and someone else, it is out of line. And we cannot continue to go through life wanting to blame someone else, wanting to blame a certain situation for the way we behave, the way we handle things, because we need to be sure God is getting the glory out of our life. And oftentimes when we act out or act in a behavior unbecoming, it does not bring glory to God. It does not bring glory to the kingdom. It does not bring any type of peace or satisfaction to what God has called us to do. And we see it so often. We we look at small children and, you know, they're throwing a temper tantrum and they're throwing a fit and they're kicking and screaming and, you know, their behavior is just out of hand. But that's as a child. But when you become an adult and you're acting out, and you're throwing temper tantrums and your your behavior is very unbecoming, we need to look at where that's coming from. Why is it that you act like this? It's not necessary. You see people that overreact to certain situations. Now, as I said before, we all have issues that we've dealt with in the past. We all have something that we're dealing with in one way or another. But if we keep a level head about it, if we sit back and and really think about it, does that situation 
require the type of reaction that you are giving or you're preparing to give. More often than not, no, it's not. It's not. You know, we can look at the behavior of so many of our our, our young people and you look at it and you're like, okay, why are they behaving the way they are? You know, I've said it and the scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. What are we training our children to do and what are we training them to be? Are we just letting them, you know, go for a free-for-all and learn on their own? But God specifically says, train up a child. So from the beginning, we are to train them how to handle situations, how to handle their emotions, how to deal with circumstances of life that will ultimately they're going to be faced with. And we have to be have a generation of children that are ready. Yes, there are traumatic things that happen to each of us in our lives as young people, as children. And I am not negating the fact that it happened. I'm not ignoring the fact that it happened. And my prayer is that thou, you would be healed, that you would be delivered, and that what traumatically happened to you as a child does not dictate your future. It does not dictate your the rest of your life. You know, we, we look at different things and we... Sometimes we may ignore them, and sometimes they may be addressed. But everything starts somewhere. Everything starts with the seed of something being planted. Whether it was a traumatic experience, whether it was something that was passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. You know, Jesus came through 40 and two generations. So when you look at, you can go 42 generations back in your own life. And I know we may not have the resources. We may not have, you know, the people who could pass stories down. But when we look at 42 generations back, what was in our bloodline? What behaviors were displayed, not just 42 generations, but two generations back, three generations back, and know that it came from somewhere. We pass things down. We share family stories. And so many things in families, you know, they get turned around. Some bits and pieces may be left out. You may never know, but whatever it is, God is a healer. Jesus went to the cross for our healing, that we might have life and we might have it more abundantly. He doesn't come that we might have sorrows abundantly, but we have life. Life happens, and I understand that. It doesn't matter whether you're one or 100. Life happens. Traumatic experiences happen. But I don't want you to be defined 
by what has happened, whether you need godly counsel, and God even tells us, search search out for godly counsel. Seek counsel for your issues. Seek counsel to be able to deal with those issues of life. So many people, because they don't want to deal with things, their behavior determines that whether they're overindulging in alcohol or drugs or sex or they're a shopaholic or they're overeater or whether their behavior is just unbecoming to a male or female, they're, they're acting out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And oftentimes we act out and we see people acting out and we may turn our nose up at them or we may pass judgment on them or we may ignore them or we want to label them or put them in a box somewhere. We have no right to do that. We have no right to put people in a box because of a behavior. We have no right to judge a community based on where people live or what they go through or what they've done. It's time out for laying blame. You know, we may want to lay blame. Well, if I had been born to a different family, if my mother had been someone different, if my father had been someone different, if I had grown up in another state, if I had grown up in the city instead of the country, if I had did it this way or if I did it that okay, mistakes happen. And I came to the realization many, many years ago in my healing and my taking responsibility for my healing. You know, my parents were very hard, and we grew up poor. I'm just going to be honest about it. We grew up poor. You know, we dealt with the alcoholism. We dealt with the verbal abuse. We dealt with not having enough. We dealt with those situations of hand-me-down clothes and, you know, just trying to survive. But when I, my path to healing started, I had to go back and take a look at some things of why I was the way I was, why I do things the way I do things. And I realize I am still in that process because every day God shows me something. And I may not want to deal with it, but I have to because the question still remains, wilt thou be made whole? And what I had to realize was that my parents did the best that they could with what they had and with what they knew. I can't hold them responsible for something they did not know, what they did not understand, and what they were taught. It's not my fault, but it is my responsibility One, to forgive and let people go. We are so busy trying to hold on and make people accountable for what they did to us. Yes, again, there were choices that were made. There were decisions that were made that affected me as a child. 
There were decisions that were made that affect you as a child. But when you stop and think about what our parents might have been taught themselves, what they might have learned, what they kept, what they threw away, how are we going to hold them responsible for something that they didn't know? There was no one around for my parents that I know of that could teach them about finance. There was no one around that could teach them the different things to make life better. You know, in that time it was about working 40 hours for 40 years and give me my 40 acres and a mule. You know, and anything beyond that was just out of this world. It was not obtainable. And we find that so often, even today, people get stuck in a place where they don't believe that greater or better is attainable because of something that they were taught, because of a label that may have been put on them, because of situation and circumstances. But what we have to do is, one, let them go, forgive them, and then do whatever we have to do to get our healing and our deliverance and ask God to help us. Ask the Holy Spirit. Engage the Holy Spirit to lead God and protect. God's word tells us that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Now, what I've been able to do is look at those behaviors of my parents and people around me as I grew up, and I could either pattern what they were doing or I could make a choice to say, no, I don't want to live like that. I don't want that to be my final stories. I did everything the same way my parents. We're going to hear it, or you look just like your mother or your father. You act just like your mother. Okay, in some instances it can be a good thing, but when you stop and look at the negativity or the overtone of that statement, um, it can be devastating to someone who has not dealt with their truth, who has not dealt with their own and knowing who they are. You know, we have to take the time to say, hey, look, who am I? Who did God call me to be? Who does God say I am? That's what we have to do, but we we cannot blame. I'm I'm this way because my mother, you know, did this. I'm this way because of that or whatever may have happened. Healing is yours. Again, seek counsel. Have get an accountability partner, someone to talk to, talk it out, to where you understand. Okay, this is what happened. This is how I behaved or reacted to it, but what's my next? What what do I do next to change these things so that I don't pass the same drama, the same issue down to my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren? What do I need to do? Because when you ultimately take responsibility for Whatever is going on in your life, 
You're going to change some things. You're going to change the way you look at things. You're going to change the way you do things. And you may not understand why, and it may not be comfortable because you're going to have to change your world. You're going to have to change everything about what you do, even how your outlook on life. And that comes with, you know, I've I've shared this with people before. So many people speak the wrong language. They don't, as we would say, they don't speak correct English. And they've spoken bad English all of their life and even continue to speak it. And then when you show them the correct English, it's not comfortable. For their ear, it doesn't sound right. It's, it doesn't sound right, it's uncomfortable, and it's very challenging for them to do. Why? Because they've done it wrong for so long to change it, the change is what sounds wrong. So when you're about to make some changes in your life, it may be uncomfortable. It may be challenging because you've done things a certain way all of your life. It doesn't make it right. It's just the way you've done it. So when we're changing our life, we're changing our perspective, when we change the things that we do, our behaviors, it's not going to feel comfortable. You may feel, you know, out of sorts. You may feel out of order. You know, this is not right. This doesn't feel good. It's almost as if you've worn, for, for the ladies, you've worn flats, all of your life, you've worn flat shoes. You, that's all you've worn, and flats and flip-flops and sneakers, flat. And the very day that you decide to put on a pair of high heels for the first time, it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable the first time you put on a pair of heels. They may look good. They actually may, if you're sitting, they may even feel good on your feet. They're matching your outfit. Everything about these high heels are on point. Then as soon as you get up to walk in those high heels, you lose your balance. You realize that the shoes are higher than you thought. You realize that as you stand in them, they're not as comfortable as you thought they would be. You realize you can't just walk. And in some instances, you have to tip. You have to think about every step. You have to be precise in where you step because you're training yourself to walk in high heels. A 
and you want to be a big girl. Now, I'm going to be a big girl and wear heels. Well, that's the same way with life, and that's the same way with it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. We have gone through things, and they've been the same way over and over and over again. We've maintained a certain level of complacency. We've held our trauma and our issues of life as if they were a newborn baby. We hold them close. We don't want to deal with them. We don't want anybody to touch it because it hurts. And as soon as you step out and decide you're going to do something different, you're going to do something new, you're going to get your healing, you're going to take responsibility, it will be uncomfortable. It will hurt. You may second-guess yourself. You may question it. You may even ask yourself, is it worth it? Trust me, it is. The healing is worth it. The deliverance is worth it. I much prefer to be uncomfortable for a moment than to continue to live a life in dysfunction, to continue to live a life in pain. You know, we put Band-Aids on situations and we put different solutions on things that we think will just make it better. But as soon as you go take to take the bandage off, so many people decide it's better to just rip it off. Some people say take it slow. Either way you do it, there's going to be some pain when you take the bandage off and actually take the time to look at the wound. It's going to take some time for that wound to heal. You know, some people say, well, you got to take the bandage off for it to heal, for the air to get to it, for it to heal. You've got to put some medication on it that may sting, but it will help it heal. You're going to experience times of being uncomfortable. You may endure some times of pain. You may endure times of tears, bitterness, anger. When you're deciding to deal with a thing, you're going to have emotions that arise, and you're going to say, where did this come from? Hmm. You're dealing with a wound. You're dealing with a wound that needs to be healed. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be looked at. It needs to be dealt with. Then you, too, can put on your heels. You, too, can put on and take on a new life. When we take a look at the seeds that were planted in us and around us as children, we have to ask, what type of a harvest is that producing? What type of a crop? Am I going to get from that? And the word even talks about when the farmer planted wheat, and all he was expecting was 
someone came along at night and sowed tares within the wheat. And the workers came to him asking him, what must we do? Do we cut it all down? Do we, you know, try to separate it? How do we save the crop? And the landowner said, no, let them grow together. And once they got mature and got to the point of being harvested, they were able to separate. We've got so many things that have grown in us, the wheat and the tares. We've got those good things that were sown, but we've got those things that were not good, the hurt, the pain, the trauma that may have happened to us has grown up with us. You know, we look at people, well, they're a good-hearted person. They're very sweet. They're kind. But they act a certain way, the wheat and the tares. We have to take a look at what was sown. We have to take a look at where we've come from. And we must understand these things are not my fault, but it is my responsibility for my healing. As we get ready to close today, I thank you all for joining me this morning. I ask that if you have any questions or cons- um, topics of discussion, you can find me at tellthemministries.com, which is my webpage. You can also find me on Facebook at Gloria Hawkins on Facebook and Tell the Ministries on Facebook. Please leave your comments, your prayer requests, and topic of discussion. I thank you. I thank you for joining me. God bless you. God bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you. Have a great day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.